Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of InfoBlips. My name is John Haynes, and I am the host of this podcast. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen and support me by listening to this podcast. Today's date is April 23rd, 2020. If you'd like to contact me, you may do so by emailing me at infoblips at activist.com, infoblips at activist.com. So I haven't um, actually did a podcast in a couple of days now. To be really honest, I was uh, contemplating not doing it anymore. And then I recalled why I created Infoblips. Basically, it's because there's a lot of information out there. I enjoy reading it and I usually have an opinion about most of it. And to be honest, I'm just doing it for me because I want something that says, hey, this guy was here on this earth. He was a regular guy and he's thinking and he has uh, opinions about items and he researches things and to his best of his ability because he wants to know what's happening in the world in which he lives. It's not about being smarter than anybody else. It's not being more intelligent than anybody else. It's just chopping it up and observing the environment in which I live. And as we all know, everything on the internet is there forever. So I figured, hey, I'll leave something here that is beyond me, something that someone can listen to after I'm dead and gone. So that's why I'm doing this. And if you tune in and you enjoy it, great. And I'm wonderful. If you want to comment, you can hit me up on the um, on an email that I give out there. But mostly, again, it's mostly for me. I really don't have a lot of people to talk politics with. So, and I decided to make a podcast called Info Blips, information real quickly. Anyway, enough about me and let's get down to the happenings. Oh my God, let's talk about Las Vegas. Now, having lived in Las Vegas for uh, 11, 12 years, and I'm telling you, if you've seen Las Vegas in the daytime, it's not very pretty. If you look at Las Vegas where the lights are and everything, it looks nice at night, but in the daytime, it looks very, very ugly and dirty. And quite honestly, the business in Las Vegas is very, very ugly and for the most case, very, very dirty. It is one of the hubs of the corrupt corporate capitalists. And this was on full display with Carolyn Goodman's interview with Anderson Cooper. Carolyn Goodman looks like she was scared out of her mind, and she probably is, but she did look like the daytime Las Vegas. Her actions and mannerisms reminded me of someone who had been up all night and someone who was very afraid. And she probably has a right to be. I mean, Carolyn Goodman comes from old Vegas money. This is not the new Vegas money. This is the old Vegas money. She got her position there simply because of her husband's last name. Now everybody knows that Mayor Oscar Goodman, uh, who once was a lawyer for the mob, and who also is a very cool guy. I mean, I've met him a couple of times. He's a really nice guy. But with those hotels and casinos not making money right now, now they're not losing money because people are just totally filthy rich. They're not losing money, but they're not making money, which is what they're in business to do is make money. Carolyn Goodman went on Anderson Cooper and called for Las Vegas to be totally open, business back to normal, she said, basically. And she was offering up her citizens as a test group to see whether or not the uh, social distancing works. When asked whether or not she would go into a nightclub or go into a casino, uh, she never answered that one, actually. But understand, this is where most of these 
corrupt corporate capitalists are. This is what they believe in. They don't care if people get sick and die as long as they're making money. That is all they care about. That is their purpose in life. Like we breathe air, they intake money and they have to intake money to continue to exist. Now, the fact that they laid off or furloughed their employees is horrible. They could have paid these people. They have the money to pay them. They could have paid them. At least they could have paid them like a percentage, if not all of their salary, but they didn't. And so, yeah, people are starving and this little $1,200 check that they threw out at people really is not gonna do anything at all. I mean, you can have a choice. Do I pay my rent or do I get food? Do I pay my rent or do I get food? Have you noticed though, you don't have to worry about gas. You don't have to worry about petroleum. Gas is lower than it's ever been since I was a kid. I mean, I bought gas for $1.89 yesterday. Now look, she made the argument that I've heard several times and by some very convincingly. However, she made it as a desperate person that needed an infusion of life-saving drug. See, if you're a follower of the show, you know that we've said before that this is going to expose the corruption, is going to expose leadership, is going to expose ineffectiveness in the people that are put in prominent position. The leaders are stepping out. That's what they do. The people that should not be leaders, we know who they are now. See, the reason why most people are hurting is a self-inflicted wound. And I'm not talking about closing down for social distancing. What I'm referring to is people not having access to healthcare, corporations not giving their people adequate sick leave time, and corporations not giving their people adequate time off, or as they call it in Europe, holiday. So the best thing to do is to look around, look at the European people, look at the people in other parts of the country um, and see how they're faring with this global shutdown. It seems to me that a government by the people, of the people, for the people, America should be doing better than anyone else. The people of America should be doing better than anywhere else because we're responsible for, by the way, our money is spent. We're responsible because we are the government. And I believe we would be a lot better off if we hadn't given our power over to corrupt corporate capitalists. As you can tell, this show is gonna be a little bit different. I am going to probably be doing a lot of commentary during this. You will know when it's factual information, but I'm gonna be doing a lot of commentary through this whole program. Now, with that said, there's something else I wanna talk about. This is factual information. Um, three major uh, LA Times, New York Times, and another person, um, another Times, uh, actually reported this, that the United States government is secretly going around confiscating PPEs from hospitals and anywhere else they can find them. Now, they're confiscating them, but they're not really doing anything with them. Right now, one of the people tracked it down. He said he had 40,000 uh, masks that were taken by FEMA and they're sitting on the dock at JFK. JFK called him and said, hey, you gotta pay for storage of these. He said, you know what? I'll just come and pick them up. They told him, uh, no, they're not supposed to be released because FEMA said we can't release them. So one of the thoughts was is that the United States government is confiscating these to sell them back to the states at a later date. And you may be asking, well, what authority does FEMA have to confiscate 
personal goods that were paid for by a corporation, but they're just gonna confiscate them and not pay them for it? I mean, confiscation without compensation? Yeah, believe it or not, FEMA does have that power. When emergency when an emergency system comes up and FEMA comes in, they control just about everything. When I was working with uh, a couple of organizations in Las Vegas, I was told that if, when FEMA comes in, they take over gas distribution, money distribution, food distribution, and any type of commerce. Whether or not they choose to display that power is up to the person that's running FEMA at this time or in this case, Donald Trump. And when the hospitals and entities call to inquire, you know, what's going on with this? Are we gonna get compensated? They can't get anywhere. No one's answering their questions at all. But moving right along, you remember the name hydrochloroquine? Yeah, you remember hydrochloroquine. Hydrochloroquine was a drug that Donald Trump, our sitting president, pushed on national wide TV, on worldwide TV as being a cure for COVID-19. Matter of fact, he said that they had bought 48,000 doses. And later on, we found out that Donald Trump owns stock or his family owns stock in the company that produces hydrochloroquine. Well, all studies and tests on hydrochloroquine has been halted. It was found ineffective to help anyone on COVID-19. And as we reported here on InfoBlips, uh, it could also kill you if you take metformin. Um, it could also cause strokes and heart attacks in people. So let this sink in. A sitting president pushes a drug in which he has, he indirectly has stock in, and the drug turns out to be no good. Now, this wasn't all, all only pushed to the United States. This was pushed to the world, to the world. And moving right along, Mike Pence on the Rush Limbaugh show praised the protesters. Uh, the armed ones also praised them, said that they were going to be an important part of our country moving forward. You awake yet? So moving right along, Meghan McCain, you know, the one on The View, the she's the Republican and she takes the right wing dance most of the time on the show. Well, she said that she was awakened and that the coronavirus was able to allow her to see the corrupt politicians and the corrupt corporate capitalists. Now, she was actually talking about Mayor Carolyn Goodman's uh, interview on Anderson Cooper. More and more people are going to be surprised as this goes on about the lengths that these people will go to to continue making money. So moving right along, does social distancing work? Well, some places in the United States, uh, New York for one, is showing a curve downward. And they're saying because of social distancing, it is uh, starting to reduce the amount of people who are dying and the amount of people who are actually being hospitalized. In Los Angeles, social distancing is credited with their relatively low number uh, and their curve actually flattening out. But there's one place that did not do any type, well, they did voluntary social distancing and voluntary stay at work at home if you wanted to, but the bars and nightclubs and restaurants remained open. And that was in Sweden. Sweden says that they're gonna be at herd immunity in a couple of weeks. Now, what is herd immunity? Herd immunity is when a certain amount of your um, population 
develop an immunity to a virus. You should also note that the paper that I was reading was pulled from their website uh, stating that there was some type of error but it didn't have anything to do with the herd immunity that they were gonna repost it. This was a couple of days ago. It hasn't been reposted yet. See, I didn't know there was an immunity and there are people who have been re-infected infected, that were infected the, once they were infected again twice and not just one or two, several patients. Again, they had voluntary social distancing and they had voluntary work from home, but the bars and their restaurants remained open. So if Stockholm develops a herd immunity, I'd be interested in that. So as my administrator <laughs> director said, um, all eyes is truly on Sweden. I'd also like to move on and say that Elizabeth Warren's brother uh, reportedly died after testing positive for COVID-19. And my prayers go out to her and her family. So moving right along, um, we're supposed to be United States. It's supposed to be open for business May 1st. I mean, and you guys are going out there May 1st. I mean, <laughs> the president left it up to the governors and the governor of Georgia said, hey, we open for business. Okay, but then Donald Trump got on the, his update and said, hey, wait a minute, I think you're going a little bit too fast, buddy, because he knows that there's going to be a lot of death. Look, this thing is very contagious. It's extremely contagious. And actually, there are two strains of them. We're going to go into that a little bit later on, probably on Friday. or I may even do a special on Saturday and talk about COVID-19, um, the two strains of it, and how and why was in the beginning the first strain not affecting black people at basically at a lower rate but the second strain seems to be attacking them predominantly there's a lot of information a lot of interesting information out there that i'm actually looking at and am i a master researcher by no means am i an extremely inquisitive person absolutely do i believe things that I read that are told to me? Absolutely not. Sorry, I don't care who you are. I don't believe it. Unless you show me some type of factual information. Anyway, that's it. That's all I have for today, guys. Oh, before I forget, I'm going to tell you tomorrow about my trip that I made into New York uh, City. Um, I actually made two trips into New York and I'll, I'll let you know about them on my next podcast. Thanks a lot, you guys. And like I always say, go out and make it a great life.